0: Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. What type of silver should one stack, should one buy, in order to prepare for an economic collapse? That's what I want to talk about in this video today. Obviously, none of this should be taken as an investment advice or anything like that. This is simply just one man's opinion, my own analysis. Uh, also, you know, something important to understand in regards to this you know, economic collapse, whatever that means, I mean, that can take... a a lot of different shapes and forms, if it gets so bad that we're talking not just an economic collapse, but like, you know, a Mad Max or or what some other people would consider a SHTF scenario, silver and gold, that's not necessarily where you want to be in terms of survival. Now, there's something they said for silver and gold in uh, helping you you store or preserve that wealth for for yourself or for your family through this type of a period right? However long it takes, a year, five years, 10 years, etc. And and again, that can take a lot of different shapes and forms. But I've always kind of held to the philosophy that the worse a situation is in terms of these SHTF scenarios, that's kind of the term that gets thrown around, the worse it is, the less silver and gold will be worth for a longer period of time. And Why is that? Well, things like uh, more normal commerce using uh, precious metals is, is just not going to be at the forefront of, of people's minds right It's not going to be what they value people use things that they value as as barter or as currency. I think you know it, it probably primarily would be a type of a barter situation you'd see a lot of people using things like uh, uh food uh, shelter fuel would be a big one and then of course other things too things like um, alcohol cigarettes uh, toilet paper uh, uh, what are some other ones I'm forgetting ammo. Guns, things like that you know you'd be seeing people barter with those types of things now obviously i'm also talking about a a a nationwide or a widespread shtf now if, if this is just like a an earthquake in, in in uh southern california or if this is just a hurricane that hits the panhandle of florida well that's a bit of a different story like you might have some barter there but it's uh no people people will realize like like hey the US dollar or or their local currency still is going to hold value afterwards. Okay. And so right away, like you might see them using that as a currency. But again, even in that situation, silver and gold is not something people will be using. I wouldn't expect them to be using that. However, you do see a lot of other situations where something like silver or gold in in terms of an economic collapse could be used as uh, money, especially silver, because it's, it's it's much more compact and you can uh I guess make smaller purchases with it, right? Even with a tenth ounce or twenty out, 20th ounce twentieth of, ounce of gold, we're still talking about a large sum of money, whereas silver you could use uh something like constitutional silver or half ounce or even a one ounce round to make a a relatively small purchase, right? Not something that is, is, is we're not talking something like the size of a car, right? Uh, And so you do see that in different situations. You know, Venezuela would be a great example where silver and gold, it's hard to say how much they're actually used on the ground in Venezuela in their current uh, hyperinflationary uh, uh, saga, but there are reports that they're worth a lot in in those places in terms of food, in terms of, I'm sure, uh, uh, other supplies that they may need. Now, fuel is maybe... Cheap, or at least was cheap in Venezuela for a while, so it might not apply there. But, but many other supplies. So, you know, really getting back down to this, you know, what is the silver that you want for that type of situation? This can, t- again, this this can take a lot of different forms. It can take a a, a hyperinflationary form, uh, a, a very deflationary. It can be a, a economic crisis caused by just a total shutdown of the financial system, uh, of banks, of ATMs, etc. It's taking a lot of different forms. So, you want a type of silver that can kind of fit all of those scenarios. Uh, I, I think the number one criteria that would uh, definitely come come to mind first and I think would be very important is small uh, denominations, small weights of silver. So what that means is if you're stacking specifically for an economic collapse, I I would think one ounce would be the upper range of, of what you want to consider. I mean, it, it's not like it, it's going to take a a extra large amount of room to store if we're talking one ounce rounds or one ounce uh, coins or bars right Uh, take for example something like a a monster box of of, american eagles right 500 ounces in there and still relatively compact and so one ounce i I think i would say that would be in the upper range of of what you want to think about because once you get into five ounce bars 10 ounce bars hundred, etc. Well, uh, on one hand, those are going to be great if you're exchanging it for fiat or something like that. If you can bring it into some dealer, somebody that is willing to buy them so, uh, on a large quantity, then great. But if you're using it for barter, if you're using it for smaller purchases, it, it's going to be difficult with five ounce and 10 ounce and et cetera. And, and I think it'd be a risky game to just uh, chop off a one ounce chunk off of, of a five ounce bar because Know, automatically people are going to be questioned the exact weight of that you know they'd have to bring out a scale or something like it's just not it is less than ideal to be using something like that not to say that you shouldn't be uh, stack what you want guys not to say that you shouldn't ever stack five or ten ounce stuff or whatever if you think the economy is heading for a tough place but uh, one ounce is is one ounce or smaller is i think much better uh a much better decision now smaller than one ounce that's not always an easy thing to do, at least for for uh, you know 0.999 silver, three nine or four nine uh, fine silver, because it's more expensive. You know, if you look out there for quarter ounce bars or rounds or tenth ounce, uh, they're just higher premium, right? What spot prices of in the fifteen dollars as I'm recording this, you might be forced to pay you know twenty bucks, twenty five bucks an ounce for some of that stuff, and it's just is it worth it at that point? to use a frac to, to buy the fractional now there's other options out there there's some of those bars that that break apart uh that can be broken apart into uh you know grams single grams or 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 tenth of ounces or whatever And those are great options you know another great option in terms of fractional would just be 90 uh, percent silver or whatever it is in your you know locale uh, here in the United States, we're talking ninety percent silver dimes, quarters, uh, half dollars, and dollars, uh, 1964 and prior. Right, um, those would be a great option for fractional because then something like a dime, which which amounts to something like 0.07 ounces, or a quarter, which would be uh, you know uh, you know 2.5 times that or or right uh, something like that. Those are are are. Fairly small, and they they have two other great advantages. They're very durable, right? You can you can look at coins from from the '40s or even prior to that, and they're still somewhat recognizable unless if they uh, have a ton of of use, ton of mileage during that period of time. And and second of all, I, I kind of already said it right there, is they're recognizable, right? Not not immediately, right? If you went on the street and you asked somebody, like, uh, w- would you rather have a a uh, what's a good example here uh a 1905 um nickel right i, I don't know when they made nickels or when they started let's say 1905 nickel or a 1964 dime and they'd probably say "Oh, well, I'll, I'll pick the nickel i mean it's older not realizing like hey maybe the dime even if it is you know five cents more at face value might be worth a lot more because it's actually made of silver people just don't realize that Silver coins were a thing. They don't know the dates or anything like that. But, you know, if we're in a situation where things are bad enough, where, where silver and gold can be used for commerce, I think people would learn that one way or another, right? They, they'd learn uh, key dates. They'd learn, uh, not key dates, but but uh, the simple dates to remember, 64 and prior, right? They would learn what a American silver eagle or something like that would look like. So that, that's what I would say for, for as far as size, one ounce or smaller 90 percent would be a great option um for 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 small i guess transactions now next would be uh, uh what other types of of coins and bars now i think just generic silver generic grounds generic bars would be a terrible uh terrible decision you know that people are always talking about how like uh w- w- with other types of coins like uh, silver eagle or something People are going to know they're real. They're less likely to think they're faked. But I mean, the truth of the matter is that those coins are faked too. Um, there's some very good fakes of of silver eagles or or I'm sure maple leaves, although I haven't seen them as much. But, but plenty of those other coins, those well-known coins that people may recognize immediately, they're faked as well. So I mean, at, at some point, uh, society is going to have to, if we're going to use this as a system for, for currency, we're going to find some way to to uh, make sure we're getting the real stuff. And so that might mean specific gravity tests and and scratch tests uh, for for using type of of acid or liquid. Um, That might mean uh, weighing them and and thickness and width and and all these different simple measurements that you can use to assure that what you're holding is actually a a chunk of silver, one ounce of silver. Uh, But generic would not be a terrible pick. Uh, but beyond that, in terms of, of coins, uh, the, the number one that I would choose would be American Silver Eagle, especially here in the United States. Even in even in Canada, I think American Silver Eagle would still carry quite a bit of value. Now, if we are talking Canada, if we're talking close to the border, even um, Maple Leafs, I think would be fine as well. Canadian Maple Leafs, both fairly recognizable. Now, I, I guess I can't speak as well... Uh, in, in other countries as to what would be ideal, right? If we're talking Australia, what would be ideal in Australia? Would it be just anything from the Perth Mint? Or would it just be something like a Canadian Maple Leaf or American Silver Eagle, right? If we're talking Eastern Europe, what would be ideal? Would it be uh, some some old um, currency that, some old coins that used to be in circulation, similar to, you know, US 90% silver, from, from some old European countries or again, would it be something extremely recognizable like the, the silver Eagle or, or, or would they have some of their own, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not too confident that something like Ukraine, the, the, the number one pick would be something like the, the, uh, what is it? The Arch, Archangel Michael, their, their silver coins that they mint, or, for, or for Armenia, that the number one would be the Noah's Ark. Like maybe, but I, I don't think that they have quite the same history or, or notoriety. Now, uh, another I should mention in a lot of European countries another great option I think would be the Austrian Philharmonic, very well known country uh, very well known coin in many different countries over there. Um as well as other ones, you know, like the the Britannia uh for for the UK. Those would be another great options. But uh I, I guess a coin that's specific to your locale, but also things like the American Silver Eagle. Um those are gonna be relatively well known around the world. Uh, so I guess that's my my thoughts on what to stack for for an economic collapse. But again, you know, it really comes down to is is that a, specifically what you need? Because if it gets bad enough, an economic collapse gets bad enough, silver and gold may not be worth a whole lot to you for quite some time. Now, eventually, maybe that type of a system will uh, will kind of be created, maybe organically, where where silver and gold can be used as money. But there may be days, weeks, months where it's not even precious metals or cash that are king it's it's going to be things like food uh, fuel etc so so some food for thought right you want to prepare for all these situations but but again small weights small denominations consider stuff like 90 percent and stick with well-known low premium stuff the semi-numismatic things like that they're it would be great to hold for the other side, and I guess if you had to spend them, maybe you could find a way to, but they'd be less than ideal compared to um, something much more well-known or just lower premium, because the, the value with lower premium is you can get more ounces now. So that's my thoughts on it. What are your thoughts on this? What, what type of silver would be ideal for you in terms of an economic collapse? Let me know down below in the comment section. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.